Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. What if instead of every time, like, when I'm doing, like, a standby while my headphones connect, instead of going up, like, the hand, I just give you the finger? I mean, I'd, I'd still be quiet. Yeah. It's, like, I don't... <laughs> this is probably a bad habit, but, like, you know how people get, like, cute aggression? They get what? Cute aggression. Like, you see something so cute, you're like, oh Yes. Um, so since, like, cats don't like being, like, squeezed, you know, um, and or, like, aggressively cuddled, yeah. sometimes I'll just, like, give the finger to our cats <laughs> when they're looking, like, exceptionally, like, dumb or cute. Um, and, like, I think anyone who doesn't own a cat would think, oh, my God, like, why? But it's, like, <laughs> like, it just, I think it kind of makes sense. If it's you, appropriate. If you own a cat, you know that they are just, like, they're just kind of chaotic sometimes, and oh yeah, you and, and it's funny because they don't understand what I'm doing. Oh yeah, no, but I do. So, if I gave my cat the finger, she would just come up to it and just rub her little face on it. Like yeah, hey. Hobbit has licked it before. He's just like, oh yeah, I love I love Hello. your fingers. I'm just like Hobbit now, I'm mad at you. Um, or sometimes I'm just like, you're adorable and dumb. Well, uh, Amira is uh, having a great time because yeah. she got a brand new cat tree. Woo! Yeah, I saw. You sent me Snapchats. Yeah. I like I like how I re-download Snapchat just for you. Like, other people have yeah. snapped me and stuff, but I'm like, I'm only on here for one woman, and that's Amira. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Anyway. Uh, well, she got this cat tree. I got it used because that's the only way to get a cat tree at a reasonable price. Um, and it and it's huge. It's like taller than my roommate. I mean, my roommate's super duper small there, so that's not really saying anything. Yeah. But um, now I put it in the corner, and Amira was able to get up onto the windowsill. Oh wow! wow on the wow. high windows, yeah, she had really been eyeing those up for a while. So she finally got there. It was a, it was an amazing moment. I'm so proud of her. Me too. She's been really digging it. She sits and looks out the, looks out the window. Had a great time. That's amazing. Um, Hobbit has done nothing of note. That's fair. But you reading anything? Me? Yes. Uh, I, I like, I almost started, um, I was like, oh, will this finally be the summer where I finally start Anne of Green Gables? Because, like, no. Listen, my grandmother, my paternal grandmother gave me that series, and I was like, I should eventually read this, and I haven't yet. And she gave me, like, a lot of it. Oh, yeah. And I know there are, like, some, like, I think... It, like, grows up to be a Republican, but it's, like, whatever. Um, so it's, like, okay. I mean, being a Republican, that was maybe a little bit different than it is now, because, like, for a while, the Republican Party was, like, anti-slavery. It's, it's wild. Like, it's so weird, the American history, like, just one summer, the two parties were, like, let's swap. And then, like, like, why? Like, I, I feel like I'm not misremembering that. I think that, like, did happen. I'm not sure when, but yeah, it did happen at one point. Was it like a joke and they not forgot? Wow. I guess it just uh Anyway, it changed. 
but uh, anyways now someone says they're a republican and you're like oh you want me dead we should probably avoid each other i'm gonna assume you want me dead yeah like that's i'm afraid of republicans speaking of americans wanting us dead i'm reading american cult uh edited together oh. by robin chapman it is a collection of comics um of nonfiction comics based on different cults that um have basically been established in the u.s from uh the start of western u.s culture i should say to now or very recently and something i thought was interesting um in the introduction because i literally only read like the first uh two comics of it so far is um the editor made a point of saying that uh the aim was to view this uh through a more um uh, uh a an honest perspective like to what a lot of these cults did but also from a uh a sympathetic point of view which i think is really important um not to forget yeah especially like um you know someone like me who absorbs true crime media you gotta listen to the victims first and a lot of people who end up in cults obviously usually are manipulated into it and aren't like yes like there's probably like it's it's so interesting like i've i've, I've studied like different studied I've, I've like listened and read about different cults and it's interesting because like so many of the times like the way they start out i'm like whoa yeah i i get that. cool and then like things just go they go off the rails like it's 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 very interesting how like some things when they start out you're like whoa yeah i i could see that like working out wow that sounds like really cool and then just one person or just have one bad person yeah or or multiple people or you know well yeah um and so like a web yeah i appreciated that in the intro so i felt good going into it that it would be um interesting and and the first uh cult covered i had never heard of so um and it was, it's Fun. one that, like, legitimately, like, no one knows about because it was so long ago and no one was really recording uh, things like that. And, like, the, that was kind of the point. The cult didn't want people to know about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, since the U.S., like, started out to have, like, freedom of religion, a lot of these um, strange situations happen a lot. So, anyway, what have you been, what have you been reading? I also didn't get to finish, like, my thought earlier, um... The reason I decided not to start reading Anne of Green Gables, the series, is because Nona the Ninth is coming out soon, and I know I won't be able to finish that whole series by the time that Nona comes out. Oh, yeah. So, I'm just, like, gonna keep doing, like, little one-shots until that comes out, so I can dedicate my free time. I'm gonna just be like, oop, taking a long lunch and uh, going, to, <laughs> going to the bookstore. Would you like to know what I'm reading? Yeah. Speaking of lesbians, um, I it, it's been over a year, and I have finally mustered up the courage to read the monster Baru Cormorant, which is the sequel to the traitor Baru Cormorant. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So um, my girlfriend's been gone. She comes home tonight. Thank goodness. Um, but she's been away, and so I've been sad and lonely. And I'm like, well, I'll be sad with Baru. <laughs> we can be sad together. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been assured by other people that it doesn't get any worse than the end of Traitor. That's that's the big heart crimes. Yeah, but you also so told it's me all up that from like there. reading 
Deity, uh, Herald of Nines would be worth it. And it kind it was. It 100% Yeah, it was. definitely was. But it wasn't, like, I was still <laughs> so. kind of sad. No, yeah, yeah. No, you're still going to be And now sad. we'll be able no, to experience uh, None of the Nine together and be miserable. But yeah. I, what I'm saying is I do appreciate when other people who've read the series are like, it's okay. It's You're going to be sad. But come with me. <laughs> yeah, right. People are like, yeah, that's the worst it gets. It's only uphill from here. And I'm like, okay, I can I can do that. I trust you. So, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I really like, I really like, um, I mean, the Trader Barter Cormorant is basically about, um, a lesbian who's gonna fight uh, colonialism by being really good at math. Hell yeah. So, yeah, get it, girl. And uh, everything gets kind of wild. And yeah, second book. We'll see. We'll see what she does. We'll see what this uh, wacky, wacky gal does. <laughs> great little mathematician. Heck yeah. She's such a great accountant. You ready for some cat drama? Of course. Because I remember her. I'm paying the time. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? episode boy problems by carly a jepson and then didn't like sing a single line of that so i had to redeem myself if you haven't um listened to boy problems it is the most like straight lesbian song in the world i just broke up with my boyfriend but i don't really care it's like it's like literally i i mean i've never like watched like the music video too closely or like uh looked at any of like the interpretations because my interpretation of that song is a best friend who's in love with her best friend and the rest of them's like you just keep wasting your time on these crappy dudes i'm done with you that's like literally one of like kind of basically the lyrics and so she <laughs> she's like oh my god yeah my boyfriend just dumped me but i don't care because my best friend just said we're done but oh my god wait oh my god wait i love my best friend wait just give it a listen if you haven't. If you're if you're a little young gay if, and if you haven't been listening to Carly Ray Jepsen, go redeem yourself. She has a new album coming out. Um, well, anyway, boy problems. You know who does? You know who does have boy problems? Scroll, scroll, fighting leaf fool. Just like a bundle of boy problems. It's like the last I got. I think I got. I was. I was lied to a little bit, Maureen. I was brought into a false insecurity by Leafle had all these girlfriends. All these girlfriends. I, I really... Nobody's more disappointed than me. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's fine. It's like, it makes sense that it's they would fine. both be little bi disasters. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, this is off topic. Um, but... Uh, I mentioned to a, a, a sort of new friend this weekend that I have a podcast about Warrior Cats. Oh, and they dangerous. Asked, and well, you know, uh, they're like, "Oh, what are your plans?" And I was like, "Oh, I have to go home and record a podcast." And they're like, "Oh," and I was like, "Yeah, I do it with my my friend Marine. It's great. She lives like forever away." And I was telling them it's about Warrior Cats, and I was like, "I don't really know that much because obviously," and they were talking about what our warrior names would be. 
Um, I think they said theirs would be mushroom cloud, which I was like, yes. That's, um, that's fun. But they, they did ask, can warrior cats be gay? And I was like, yes. In our podcast, canonically, we decide every warrior cat was gay. And I did mention that, like, there are some very, like, Barley and uh, Ravenpaw. And, I mean, I, I haven't seen her full history, but you've mentioned um, Ace Queen. Um, Ace Queen Mousefur. Mousefur. Like, I'm like, there's some, like, heavily coded, but canonically not yet. Not that I've seen. So. Maybe one day. Maybe. Um, anyway. We can all hope. But we had some boy problems. Um, and but can I tell you who's got boy problems now? There's a new there's a new player with some boy problems. Who? Firestar. He wants to go warn one whisker about that fox. Okay, okay. I I don't think I fully formed this thought last episode, but like <laughs> does anyone feel that Firestar's like hyperfixation on like making sure one star is okay is because he doesn't have a boyfriend anymore? Like, I know he has a wife and kids, but, like, Grey Stripe's gone. And, like, so much of his energy was dedicated to just, like, pining and worrying and loving uh, Grey Stripe. So I think, like, that he was, like, he's like, whoa, wait, me and One Whisker are friends. I now need to make sure One Whisker is absolutely 100% okay. Because if all my friends... Like, I think he's, like, a little... I think he's just worried if he isn't constantly checking in on his friends, they will end up disappearing. But, I mean, you know, Firestar have quite a, an extensive history with Wind Clan, canonically speaking. You know, he saved them from being driven out by Broken Star. And then Tall Star came to him, you know, before the journey. Yeah, like, yeah, all of that, of all of that, I think, uh, is part of it as well. yeah. But his he, he, but he's not like worrying about Wing Clan overall. It seems. <laughs> I mean, One Whiskers has been, has been a really good friend of his, and now, and now is now his is best friend because now he his is best Clan. friend's gone. Yeah, like who? Yeah. I mean, real realistically, his best friend without Grey Stripe there, like you know, you can have more than one best friend. But, like his closest friend would technically be. Um, uh, Cinderpelt, but, you know, she's busy, he's busy. Despite yeah. the fact that they both work in tandem as leaders of their clan, it seems they don't hang out that much anymore, which is sad. Um, you would think they would <laughs> hang out a lot more, but because, like, that's kind of their jobs. But, I guess, I mean, Firestar, we've seen, realistically, does not often like, realize he should go <laughs> for help when he has mystical moments like he could have a very specific prophecy dream and he the last person he would remember to mention it to is the medicine cat yeah anyway let's go check on one whisker so well he also wants ashburn squirrel fight to come with because you know they were there oh right it's because we drove away was it a badger or a fox? I don't remember. What are we worried about again? It was a badger first and then a fox. Yeah, guys. So it's like the badger's old the wilderness. Is. Guys, there like there's gonna be animals. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. 
genuinely this is tells... like this is really just an excuse to see wind clan like yeah i like how just a week ago we we're did like, just save them from a coup yeah and that same week we're like we gotta cool it a little bit and imme- as soon as some as soon as we have the this the, the opportunity the slightest excuse the winds could have been a little bit chilly and firestone would have been like oh we gotta go make sure wind clan isn't too cold no remember firestar wanted to go right away but cinderpelt said no you hurt your shoulder stay yeah cinderpelt should have just said no they're adults you don't have to dad everyone dad well firestar tells cinderpelt that his shoulder is fine now He's made up his mind, oh, and Cinderpelt's eyes flash. These cats have been hurt in a fight, and they need to rest. Cause Ashford, Ashford got his like yeah. Ashford's like currently still <laughs> kind of bleeding out. Like it's like they've staunched the wound, but he's like re- reliably like one bad move, and he will just start bleeding again. Yes, Rollflight was bitten and shaken. Like she was like. Shaking like a chew. Yeah, toy. just take them in the same method that you took those um, Shadow Clan cats. Because <laughs> if you don't start by dragging their dead bodies to Wind Clan, you'll end up doing that if you force them to go to Wind Clan right now. Well, Firestar says they need to tell One Star what they saw, and Cinderpelt insists that they can tell Firestar and he can pass on the message. Or get a carrier pigeon. Well, Strollflight says they could ask them. She feels strong enough to go over to Wind Clan. And Ashford agrees. And Firestar says they look fine. They can rest when they get back. <laughs> this is like, this is straight up like when you fall and you scrape your knee and your dad's like, ah, yep, yeah, rub some dirt on it, smacks you in the back or like right on the bruise. You know, your, your, your dad's like, oh, let me see, let me see. And then he just right on it. You're like, oh, wow, yeah, no, it doesn't feel absolutely on fire now, Dad. Thanks. Well, Cinderpelt asks, what if they get into another fight over there? And Firestar says calmly that that won't happen. WinClan are their friends. Cinderpelt just hisses angrily and stalks into her den. I have a bad idea that I have a bad, like, vibe that Leaf Pool is going to be like, I'll go and we'll end up. Mm, God. Everyone get- everyone, do you hear that? Do you hear that? It's the Twilight theme music. (laughs) Bella's Lullaby, um, is genuinely, like, a beautiful piece of music that- Yeah. For just a- that first movie, if you haven't watched the first Twilight movie, I really recommend watching it. It's camp. Like- I, it's honestly, it's so funny. It's so good. But I'm about to give you the most beautiful moment. Are you ready? Firestar watches Cinderpelt go with a warm look in his eyes. She gets more like Yellowfang every day, he murmurs. He's like, yes, yell at me more. (laughs) Call me an idiot. So the sun is setting by the time they cross the Wind Clan border. Oh, so we and just they like don't see any Wind Clan cats? Yeah, we're gone. We just didn't listen to the medicine cat. No, no, not at all. Firestar. I literally just got the first interaction between you two 
And you're just sort of like, nah. I'm good. Person who's basically my equal. Ah, uh, so they don't see any Wing Clan cats until they're climbing the slope that led to their camp, and a single warrior is keeping watch and whisks away when he sees them. One star leaves the camp, flanked by Webfoot and Crowfeather. That one person's like, one star, your boyfriend's here. And one star's like, oh, hi. Firestar? One star dips his head in greeting and asks what he's doing in WindClan territory. His tone is polite, but he spoke to Firestar like an equal, with his head raised and proud and his gaze steady. This wasn't the same cat who had pleaded with Firestar for help when Tallstar first made him clan leader. Firestar says they came to see how he is. He would have come sooner, but he wrenched his shoulder in the battle. One star says Wind Clan is fine. Is there any reason that it shouldn't be? Oh, oh, well, and he starts like put like swirling his foot in the dirt, like just like oh well, I just don't want to just be with my little crew. Yeah, you get to see me once a month, kid. That's all we're gonna do from now on. I'm sorry. Squirrelflight's jaws gape in astonishment, and she doesn't say it, but Mudclaw's rebellion was less than a moon ago. And Firestar looks at Webfoot, but also seems reluctant to point out that some of the traitors were still among them. One star narrows his eyes. He says everyone in his clan knows that he was chosen by Star Clan to lead them. There will be no more issues. Firestar doesn't have to watch over him as if he's some helpless kit. Firestar protests that that's not what he was doing. He also brought news. He's asserting his independence. Yeah, Leave me is. alone. You're not my dad. You're, you're ThunderClan's dad. You need to do a better job raising them. I think your daughter's in love with my emotionally constipated son. <laughs> he's not literally my son, but it is literally your daughter, so you should actually be like more in tune with that. But he's my deputy's son, so sadly. God's God, God son? Oh, yeah, probably. Son by proxy. Uh, well, so Brambleclaw and Ashfur tell One Star about the fox, and One Star says his warriors already tracked it. They're keeping an eye on it. They don't have to worry. One Star says many seasons have passed since ShadowClan drove them from their home. But too many cats still see WindClan as the weakest clan. They act as if WindClan can hardly feed themselves. But WindClan- And the writers! But Wind Clan is as strong as any clan, and they'll prove it. They don't need help from any cat. Firestar hangs his head, and Squirrelflight sees pain in his eyes. One Star says Wind Clan did just as much as any clan to bring them to their new home. They owe nothing to any cat. Squirrelflight has to stop herself from yelling how they would have died without Thunder Clan. You know, when Tallstar came and begged for help. But, you know. Firestar just lifts his head and apologizes if they offended him. Yeah, Tallstar's dead now, guys. Welcome to the new world. Yeah. Goodbye, One Star, he says. He'll see him at the next gathering. Webfoot asks if they should escort them to the border, but One Star says it won't be necessary, and he disappeared into the bushes. Firestar watches where he vanished, then turned and headed down the slope. 
school fights like did i go with witness my dad getting broken up with that's rough get, get used to it kid <laughs> as squirrelfly followed a low voice calls her name crowfeather is in the shadow of the bushes still oh he wants to talk to her <laughs> he doesn't have a rabbit now so he's just <laughs> what a creep what a little weirdo he's just like hey Okay, this is weird. You like last time I saw you, you basically pretend we didn't go on a life changing foot real road trip together. But okay, yeah, I guess this is um, in character for you. What do you need, Bushman? <laughs> but Webfoot is calling for Crowfeather. Crowfeather says, Squirrelflight, listen. But Firestar pauses at the slope and calls for Squirrelflight. Oh my god! <laughs> He's literally trying. He's, he like. He, like, he actually is trying to confess to her right now. Like, he doesn't have a rabbit. He's like, I need to tell her. Squirrelflight asks if this can wait for the gathering. <laughs> and Crowfeather steps back, tail drooping in disappointment. He guesses it can wait. And with one last frustrated look at her, Crowfeather turns away to Webfoot calling his name again. Oh, God. <laughs> Somebody get this boy a rabbit. Yeah. I almost, I, it almost would have been funnier if he just said it, like, really fast. And she was just like, like, I'm in love with her sister. And, like, she's, like, for the, for, like, the next two weeks or however it is before the full moon. She's like, was he saying Firestar? And he said, instead he said Fiesta? Like, I never, he, I never noticed, I didn't, I didn't notice an accent the entire time we hung out. Maybe, what was he saying? Or she actually does understand him and then. For the next two weeks, she's just, like, staring at Leafpool, like, genuinely betrayed. (laughs) She's like, I went on a whole journey. Like, him? Him? I would have been, like, I would have been less, like, I I, I think I would have been more offended if it was Brambleclaw, but, like, maybe would have understood. But, like, yeah, but I would have gotten that. Yeah, like, I would have gotten that, because, like, whatever, he's the worst guy ever, but he's hot. Um, but... (laughs) Crowfeather? He's like he's he's like a he, he's like a someone's depressed shadow dipped in mud. Like <laughs> Okay. Well I can't this is probably the best case scenario, but I think either of those would have been very, very funny. It would have been very funny. But instead, Squirrelflight bounded after her own clanmates. And she can't believe how One Star spoke to her father. And Squirrelflight thinks that if that's the way One Star wants it, fine. It didn't do ThunderClan any favors to be his allies, but he'll be sorry in the end when he needs ThunderClan's help again. Yikes. What is wrong with you guys? Y'all are pretty full of ourselves recently. Yeah. Like, yeah, ooh, we saved, like, who do we think we are? Blur- are we the clan of Brambleclaw now? What are we, a bunch of little Brambleclaws? When did we become clan nice guys? Like, just because you do someone a solid once doesn't mean that you owe, they owe you at all. They don't owe you their friendship. They don't owe you their allegiance. It seems like everyone's taking offense to when clan very... Very correctly asserting their boundaries. No, I, I think so too. I think it's very, uh, you know, yeah. 
I would say, I mean, this has been a little bit of a flaw. Like, you see that in, like, um, just the way, like, uh, Squirrel Flight reacts. Like, she's very much like her dad. They're both like, oh, I thought we were friends. Like, you know, like, this has always been an issue with ThunderClan. So I'm not, I'm not, like, entirely surprised, but I just, like, oh, God, guys, get over yourselves. You can't always be the heroes in every story, okay? That's kind of what ThunderClan is, though. That's kind of their whole shtick. You know? I, well, if they're not too careful, they're going to end up being the villain. Right? I wonder if that ever happens. Probably. When the writers get bored. Would you um, like to hit me with a cat fact? Yeah! So, this is going to be our penultimate cat meme. Alright. Don't worry. We're not going to be totally done with cat memes, even when this section of cat facts ends. You guys know I do come back to um, cat topics. Uh, but this one, uh, Dusty the Klepto Kitty. Um, this was another submission from Russell on Twitter. Thank you, Russell. Uh, there was another suggestion um, from Meow uh, Warriors Podcast on Twitter, um, which is M I O U. O O O, um, give them a follow if you uh, don't uh, have enough warrior podcasts in your life. Um, Which you know there's how never could enough. You, yeah, how could you ever? Uh, they did suggest uh, there's a cat in a gay bar, which is just a cat in a gay bar, and I could not find anything further about that. So uh, it's just a Snapchat <gasps> of a cat in a bathroom, and like the caption says, "There's a cat in the gay bar," and that's it. Like I couldn't, like I couldn't find. And genuinely, sometimes that's just maybe what a meme needs to be, and I could not find any more of that. But thank you for that suggestion. That's me um, whenever I go downtown. Yeah. <laughs> so back to Dusty. Um, in 2006, uh, Gene Chu and Jim Coleman adopted a snowshoe cat from uh, Peninsula Humane Society and SPCA in San Mateo County, California. Um and part of the story I need to clarify and also give a quick PSA. Um, but uh, Dusty is an indoor slash outdoor cat. Um, I was not 100% able to clarify um, or confirm in the coverage I found. But I believe Dusty may have a pet door to go in and out. Um, and we've touched on this. Uh, we heavily advise against letting your cats outside. It's dangerous for both them and local wildlife. Uh, but I'll hop off my soapbox as there are cultural and logistical differences for many cat families. And, and, and for this story, it seems Dusty is in a safe neighborhood and he is a prolific hunter, but not of animals. So he's a little bit of an exception. Uh, so how did Dusty get the, the, the very strong nickname of Dusty the Klepto Kitty? Uh, well, he steals a lot. Oh, oh. In, in yeah, this is about uh, grand larceny. <laughs> uh, in 2008, uh, Chu and Coleman noted uh, that an odd like glove, sock, and other like ho- household items would be like found in like the weirdest places in their home. Um, eventually, the couple began to suspect that their cat Dusty was bringing these items home after his nightly forays into the neighborhood. A uh, suspicion that they confirmed eventually in 2011 when Animal Planet featured them on Must Love Cats. 
uh, Must Love Cats installed a night vision camera. Remember, this is 2011 before like people had like uh, home surveillance was yeah. common. Um, and it captured Dusty bringing home a neighbor's bathing suit <laughs> that the neighbor <laughs> recognized as their own uh, when the profile was aired on the local news and was like, hey, <laughs> Um, and, and this wasn't just, like, a one-off thing Dusty did, like, once in a while. He, he, like, he was a cat burglar. A lot of people made that jokes, and I needed to repeat it. Um, Thank you. By, 2000, by 2011, Dusty had so- stolen over 600 items. <laughs> there, there's, there's a full list on the sources, and it's like, it's, it's, like, everything but the kitchen sink. It's like, if a cat can carry it, this cat brought it in. That's like, so good. Like, sponges. Like, uh, there was one neighbor where Dusty stole their bathing suit repeatedly six times. <laughs> I um, have that suit. And while it was inconvenient, it seems that most of the neighbors saw the humor in it. Like, once the thief was revealed, they said, like, uh, well, we always know, like, where it's gonna, like, be at. Like, where to find it. Like, we hung out laundry and, like, something went missing. Oh, we <laughs> found <know>. it. <laughs> yeah. um, gotta and, and one on neighbor commented... Uh, one neighbor commented, I lost a chair, which, you know, is probably not dusty, but you never know, uh, which I, I liked, like, <laughs> like, you know, it, it seems Dusty's mostly like taking like towels and like things that, uh, uh, he can carry in his mouth, but who knows, maybe a chair. Who knows, maybe a more. chair. Um, and. Wait, did Dusty uh, his record? Huh? He, well, I, Calif- were, you weren't in California at the time. So no, I was in so. Port Angeles. Find uh, out where he was. His, his his record for one night was eleven items. Um, wow. Which, uh, Chew and Coleman like would keep in bags, and like sometimes people would come back and get it. Like, and sometimes they just like had this stuff. Just um, the lost and found bin because of our cat. Yeah. Not really lost, uh, stolen and found, stolen and here. Yeah, along with the camera, Coleman and she did place a bell on Dusty, so at least folks could uh, like be aware when he visited. Like, oh, oh, well, here, oh, he just left. Like, oh, oh, there he What's goes. Um, and uh, his talent made him go viral, leading to him going on the David Letterman show. Uh, he served as a grand marshal in a local pet parade and was oh, even a feature oh. on the DVD release of Puss in Boots. Um, and what I appreciated the most with that was that Chu and Coleman wanted to use the hype to help other pets in need. So in 2011, Dusty was a featured guest at a fundraiser for the Peninsula Humane Society and SPCA, oh. uh, where folks could uh, meet and greet him. And that was where he was adopted from. Oh, um, that's great. So folks could take photos with him. And they actually uh, embroidered and auctioned off some of the towels that he had stolen. That's so good. <laughs> um, I imagine, like, they were probably just, like, like people, whatever. It's a kitchen hand towel, whatever. Yeah, like, hey, um, my cat took this. It's going, keep it? it's, I don't think any neighbors who, like, found out, oh, my, like, $2 dish towel is yeah. using to raise money. I don't think anyone was too mad about it. Um, and the... Uh, Humane Society was grateful for the couple's help to raise funds, and apparently Dusty was a very social cat um, and enjoyed his time both on the show and doing this. Um, So, at this time, uh, Dusty does have social social media, which I will have linked. Um, They don't seem to post too often, but it seems Dusty's still out there and mischievous. He's approximately 16 years old now, so he is an elderly boy. He, I don't think he's probably stealing as much. 
but um you know he seems to still be very comfortable and happy um and you know who knows maybe he is still up to that mischief it's keeping probably (laughs) (laughs) you can follow him um uh, like i said they don't update too much but he does have like have a facebook and an instagram um and yeah it it's a sweet little uh, story about a cat who did a weird thing and the owners decide to use that uh, 15 minutes of fame to help other animals in need, which I thought was very sweet. That is um, very sweet. And, and it was just hilarious. Like, the news, like, interviewed, like, a child who had his bathing suit stolen. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, like, all the neighbors like, no. And, like, it's all happened to them. And it's like, yeah, you put, it's, it's gonna happen. That's so <laughs> like, good. Uh, so it, it a lot of the coverage I found was from the local news, um, who seemed very proud of their little criminal. Aw, well, bless <laughs> his little heart. Yeah. He's never had a police report on him, so I think oh, he's good. More of a more of a mischief maker than an actual menace. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of menaces to society. Crowflight's on her way to the gathering. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, God. Is Lucifer coming to this gathering? Yes. She's right beside her sister, actually, on the lakeshore. Oh, right. Ooh, hey, first gathering at Boy Island. Yes, this is the first gathering of Boy Island. It's now now gender-inclusive island. It's still called Boy Island, but here's the thing. Whether you ID as a boy or not, everyone comes to Boy Island. Well, yeah, everybody's welcome on Boy Island. Yeah. The fire stars because we, the we killed the guy here, so it's not just for the boys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Boy Island used to be like kind of like ooh, boys club only, and then we murdered someone, so we have to let anyone come in now. <laughs> it really isn't a cause and effect, situ- it's not like a cause and effect situation, but that like it used to be for bad for- boys, but then we threw a tree on one of them, and now it's for everyone. <laughs> The tree was on fire. I need to emphasize the tree was on fire and yeah. it was on fire because it was hit by lightning. Like this was like, I know there's like stories of like how gods have killed people. Like there's a <laughs> lot and they're sometimes like pretty extreme. Like, you know, getting your liver pecked out by a bird yeah, every day. Um, having to like roll a, a rock up a hill. Like those aren't like, those are unwise. But I would say having, not just a god or gods, but having, like, your literal ancestors be like, mm, you know what? I don't like your vibes. Vibe check. And sending down a bolt of lightning to set a tree on fire, knock it over, and smash you? Like, they weren't taking any chances. Like, hey, Grandma, why'd you do that? Like, Grandma was like, the vibes were off. <laughs> the vibes were off. Rancid, dude. Rancid vibes. I feel like, I feel like some of the Star Clan would be like, well... To be fair, it was like kind of messed up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, but they were what? outvoted. We, we, even we recognized that the vibes were gross. So, Firestar is leading the patrol with Dustpelt, Sandstorm, and Cloudtail close by him. Ashfur and Spiderleg were just in front of Cinderpelt, Goldenflower, and Brackenfur. Goldenflower Spiderleg. Too. Brambleclaw took up the rear. Hmm? It's just funny. I like forgot Ashfur existed. I think it's because his nor- name's too normal. Yeah, you, you, we have multiple times gone over who Ashfur was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't, well, he needed a personality. 
And his personality is being rejected. So now I remember who he is. Oh, Ramelkov took up the rear, glancing back as if he expected trouble. It's the weed whisker rule. If you have a silly name, Brenna will remember you. If you don't have a silly name, you better have do you better do something like worthwhile. And even then, Brenna might not remember. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. One day, I'll say Ashfur, and you'll know who I'm talking about. I know who he is now. Yeah, yeah, okay. mostly. Exactly. I don't remember anything he's done before getting rejected. Or not. Like, he got soft. He, he, he got told, you know what? He got friend zoned and remained her friend. There you go. That's a, that's, that's a guy who views you as a person. Bramblecall, are you taking notes? Yeah. Okay, so what are we paranoid about? Everything? Well, they're passing through WinClan territory. And they hadn't exactly asked permission to pass through WinClan territory. But there's no oh, other way. going to do it. E- exactly. Um, <laughs> it smells as if WinClan had already come through, so they must be ahead of them. They also pass the horse place, and Frothlight wonders aloud if Daisy had her kits. Leaf Pool says it's time ThunderClan queens start having kits. The clan is short of young cats. That's a big like, ask, dude. Jeez. Leafpool, is that a request? I don't think I can do that for you right now. But we got Sorrelldale. That's such a weird, like, it's like, maybe it's like, oh, she's like thinking about her, she, oh, I could have had kids. But like, if you don't have that context, it's just like, all right, girl, jeez. Like, who do you, do you want, like, squirrel flights? Like, I'm not about to fix that problem. <laughs> ask mom and dad. They can probably still have kids. They definitely can. They won't, though, because there's enough main characters. <laughs> they won't, though, because they had Squirrel Flight and said this isn't enough. <laughs> Sandstorm's like, like, I'm not like, doing this again. You, she, she, they, they both, uh, both Firestar and Sandstorm looked at each other and both independently, uh, like, made themselves <laughs> sterile. <laughs> like, the force of their will. Yeah, after after Squirrel Flight ran away for like the second time or whatever, they were like, no, we can like, there's no way we, we can, can do this again. So, uh, they see the tree bridge in the distance. One Star and Wind Clan are there. The Wind Clan cats are crossing slow and wearily. But an impatient mew came from the group and Crowfeather leapt onto the trunk. He swayed, found his balance, and walked carefully to the other side. Oh, <laughs> I was like, why are they weary? And then I, and then I realize they're warily oh yeah sorry <laughs> no it's okay I, I i was like what's wrong with them why are they so tired it's like oh they're scared <laughs> they're afraid nervous i would be too none of them know how to swim except for none of them know how to swim i mean crowfeather does oh well yeah well remember that's why he taught him? yeah well that's why he was like move it i'm gonna cross have faith in star clan Squirrelflight wants to scamper over after him and explore the island, but forces herself to wait. She feels Brambleclaw's eyes on her, betraying nothing of his emotions. So she turns her back on him and goes to Ashfur. He says this is great. He can't wait to get over there, and Squirrelflight agrees. Once yeah. Wing Clan had gotten onto the tree, Firestar gives the signal to follow. 
Squirrelflight starts forward eagerly, but bumps into Leafpool. She's gazing across the water to the island. Squirrelflight asks, what's the matter? Get a move on for Star Clamp's sake. And Leafpool apologizes. One star speaks quickly to Firestar before following his warriors across. Firestar gathers his clan and tells them that ShadowClan and RiverClan have already crossed. Leopardstar and Blackstar have agreed that they should have a chance to explore before the meeting starts. Cloudtail asks <laughs> where they'll meet when it starts. Only StarClan knows until they get over there, Firestar says. But he shouldn't get lost. The island's small. We don't know. We haven't been on Boy Island yet because none <laughs> of us were joining in a coup. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be coup only. Squirrelflight finds crossing a little scary, but when she finishes, she hurls herself to the ground with a yowl of triumph. Dustpelt leaps in the air and spins to face her. Great Star Clan, she startled him, Dustpelt exclaims. He should be, he should be, of all the people, he should be used to her. Like, she's so proud of herself. Like, Dustpelt, you should have smashed that confidence out of her when you had the opportunity. (laughs) This is on you. You decide to take her youth and malleability and only encourage it. Or maybe he just genuinely tried and this was the best he could have done. This is probably the best he could have done. Any cat would think she was a kit the way she behaves. Squirrelflight apologizes with her tail curled in amusement, and she guesses he's just as excited to see the new gathering place as she is. Yeah. Once all the cats had crossed, Brambleclaw veers away from her. Hawfrost is there to greet him, and he wants to show Brambleclaw something. They pad off okay. side by side. I, okay, one, before Hawfrost does anything. Oh, God. Thank God we're not in the Brambleclaw POV, because this, I genuinely- You don't want to see like, that. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to show you something. I hope it's just a cool bug. Um, But, I mean, I, I that's what I'm hoping. I know it's probably something- like, ooh, um, secret, our dad, oh, he's just great. What? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I know, he, like, super died. It was, no way his body could be here. Anyway, um, I, it would have been very funny if, instead of Boy Island, I called this Coo Isle, because then it's two words that are not at all pronounced what they look like. Yeah. Coo Isle. I had thought of that a long time ago. Yeah, but we do have to rename this place because there's no longer just boys on this island. And to be honest... No, but I love Boy Island. I love Boy Island. <laughs> someone on Twitter said... No, I'm so sorry. I don't remember who this was. It was someone on the Twitter said that if we, if we ever do make merch, one of us should be Boy Island. <laughs> and all I could think of, like... Because you'd, like, want it to not just be, like, Boy Island because, like, we're a lesbian-run cat podcast. Like, that... The, <laughs> But then I was like, Boy Island featuring, like, the, like from the Lesbian Cat podcast. It's like, and, like, there's, like, a bat on the back. There's, like, just, like, a sketch of a cat being crushed to death by an electrified on fire tree. And people are like, what is your shirt from? Like, is it a band? It's like, no, it's a children's tea book series that these two almost 30-year-old lesbians talk about weekly. And, and then that, like, put me on a spiral bit uh because i genuinely have so much fun doing this it's so good <laughs> maybe okay but like maybe boy island's its official like legal name 
Do we need an updated, like... I think it's just called The Gathering Island. We want something a little more fun, though. Think about it. Think oh, about God. It. Put it on the back burner. All, all the warriors need to get better at horse place. They just call yeah, it the island. Island? island? Yeah, okay. the island does make more sense. But that just makes me think of, like, all Lost. the horror, like, books that are just <laughs> set on a literal island. All right, well, oh. bye, Brambleclaw. Bye, Brambleclaw. I hope you have fun with your evil brother. Well, Scrollflight turns to Leafpool, but she's racing across the shore to join Mothwing. The beautiful oh. golden tabby twined her tail with Leafpool's, excitedly telling her something Scrollflight couldn't hear. Scrollflight's like, are are all of are all of my like favorite people like seduced by the children of <laughs> Sasha and Tigerclaw Star? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just gonna go hang out with Goldenflower. Whatever. No, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna hang out with Goldflower Tawny Pelt. Well, I, I can, I can find a kin of uh Tiger Claw to hang out with. Well, Squirrel Flight suddenly feels very lonely. Exploring isn't as fun oh, if she had no one to share it with. But then there's Ashford calling her name, and he asks where she wants to go. And Squirrel Flight wants to start on the outside. She wants to see every paw step. And she blinks warmly at Ashfur. And she somehow knows that she doesn't have to tell him just how pleased she is that he wants to explore with her. These two are so sweet, but I need them to, like, have, like, a conversation and confirm, hey, we're not gonna date. Because I just, like, don't want that lingering. Oh, you don't think she wants to date him? Well. Last time we checked in, she did Last time she said she wasn't ready. Last time, last time she said... I wish I could. I wish I could return his feelings. She said she wants to say that she returns his feelings, but she thinks that she needs to get over whatever it is with Brambleclaw before she thinks about moving forward. Yeah, it's been a week, so I don't know if no. she's like fully over that. Yeah. I know we did have like a big blow up fight, but like every fight we have with Brambleclaw is a blow up fight. Yeah. So I don't know. I I guess I just I want them to be on the same page. And it seems that I, so far, Ashford has been very respectful of her boundaries, um, surprisingly, because ThunderClan is, like, terrible at that. So, I'm, I'm pleased with these two. I'm, so far, I appreciate the patience and kindness Ashford has shown to Squirrel Flight. Along the shore, they- I know it will be, something will happen when you're in there. (laughs) Along the shore, they pass Sandstorm, sharpening her claws on the trunk of a pine. She says happily that this is good. Much safer than where they <laughs> gathered last moon. Ah! Although, does this not give you, like, dad in the living room with a shotgun vibes? Like, <laughs> like yeah, it was like, thanks, mom. As No, she, like, literally just gave him the shovel talk. She's like, oh, this is my favorite shovel. If I ever had to bury a body... I'd kill them with these claws. (laughs) Well, Squirrelflight and Ashford continue along the edge of the island. Squirrelflight is surprised to see fish in a small pool. Too small for prey, though. It gets rockier as they go, and Ashford notes that this would be a good place to sun. They haven't found any place like sunning rocks yet. Squirrelflight says- Oh, good God. (laughs) Thank goodness we haven't. 
like yeah we should be grateful that the only place we found like sudden rock is literally in the one place that we can't fight over Scrollflight says they haven't explored everything yet and it would be a very long way to come to warm their pelts Scrollflight catches a glimpse of Brambleclaw and Hawkfroth. Their heads are bent together as they walked. They didn't seem interested in exploring or aware of all the cats around them. Scrollflight wrenches her gaze away and calls a greeting to Tawny Pelt. There, see? Yeah. She did it. She's crouched by a bush with a young Shadow Clan warrior, and she acknowledges Scrollflight with a flick of her tail. She must have her eye on prey. Squirrelflight asks Ashfur if he'd notice how they'd all split up into clans again, as if the great journey never happened. Ashfur points out that Brambleclaw's over there with Hawkfrost, which, ouch. That doesn't count! Well, she's worried about him, isn't she? He asks. Squirrelflight says, certainly not. She assures him that she's, mm. she's not worried about him. Mm. Ashfur sighs and murmurs, good. He says Brambleclaw's an honorable cat. He may be friends with Hawkfrost, but he wouldn't betray his clanmates. And Squirrelflight- Wow, that's much hopefuler than I would be. <laughs> Squirrelflight flinches. Was it really that obvious that she no longer trusted Brambleclaw? Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you guys have been having some knockout fights <laughs> right like, in front of everyone. And they have not been private. <laughs> like, they've been in front of, like, a lot of different people. Well, surely she knew him better than any cat in the clan. She wants to trust him, but he seems determined to make that impossible. They complete the circuit of the island. Ashford says he can see why Hawkfrost wanted to claim this for River Clan, and he hopes they don't change their mind now that the tree bridge is there. Squirrelflight insists that they can't. Star Clan put that tree there for all of them. <laughs> Starclan killed a cat to put that tree there for all of for yeah. all of us. Oh God! Did we? Is his body just under there? No. Remember, Hawkfrost dragged it out and laid it at one star's oh, feet. Okay, I did not remember that. Uh, it would be like kind of morbid. Like the bones are just there, and it slowly just became like a story we tell. That'd be pretty, pretty cool. I mean, it'll be a story they well, tell. Yeah, obviously. They head to the center of the island. Squirrelflight finds herself at the edge of a wide circle of grass. A single oak grew in the center. Roots thicker than a cat's body cleft the ground and the branches shifted overhead. Squirrelflight looks around for her clanmates. Golden Flower is stretched out with some of the elders from the other clans. And Cinderpelt... <laughs> there she is! Cinderpelt was with Leafpool and Mothwing at the roots of the tree, and Little Cloud joins them. Cloudtail and Dustpelt go to greet Mistyfoot and Blackclaw of Riverclan. Squirrelflight realizes that she had been nervous that Riverclan and Shadowclan had become just as hostile as Windclan over the last moon. But it looks like a regular gathering. Cats of different clans sharing news comfortably. Leafpool comes over to her. I love it here, she says. It's smaller than four trees, but it feels so safe. Squirrelflight starts to agree. And something interrupts her, but I think we're going to leave that for next week. Eh. That's, that's great. Perfect. <laughs> I hope it's the cool rock or bug that Hawkfrost found. We've got it to show everyone. 
Um, I also like how everyone's like, wow, let's check this place out. And then is the island like small enough that the island is just literally where they meet? Like, is there not a specific spot on the island that they meet? Well, I, I think maybe they've just found it. Oh, <laughs> a big clearing right. with well, a giant we'll tree. Get... I don't know. We'll find out yeah. next week. Yeah, we'll get into it. I'm sure there's probably, like, hopefully there's, like, four stones or something significant. Oh, gosh. Otherwise, how will we know how many clans there's supposed to be? Yeah, there's, like, four. There's, like, seven stones. They're, like, okay, oh, either we're gonna have to learn how to break down rocks or we gotta start recruiting for enemies. Um. <laughs> anyway. Folks, if you want to help us recruit enemies, uh... You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at WCWITCast or email us directly at WCWITCast at gmail.com. And if you want to help out the podcast, the best way you can do that is to share it with a friend. Um, you can warn them I sing twice on this episode. Uh, oh, dear. And it, yeah. And even I don't know how that sounds yet. <laughs> it's a surprise uh, for us all. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we actually set some boundaries. All right? Wind Clan isn't everything that Wind Clan has been. <laughs> Wind Clan's more than that. They're gonna be. Crowfeather's near- there now. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Crowfeather's there. Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletone. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Mm-hmm.